0: Hello, Longview Point. If you will, go ahead and take out your Bibles and turn to Ephesians chapter 6. I'm excited that we get to look at the armor of God again today and Uh, really one of the exciting pieces of armor as we look at the sword of the Spirit. I want us to look at verses 10 through 17 just to lay the context again to give us the full view of the Scripture uh, that we are looking at. And then we're going to dive into what the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, what that means for us and for our lives. So hopefully you're there and we'll look and start at verse 10. It says this, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might, Over the last few weeks, some new vocabulary has has snuck into uh, our everyday language, vocabulary that's being hotly debated by the government and by uh, people as to what is essential and non-essential, whether that's your job, whether that's trips that you have to make out or or what it may be. There's this constant debate of what is essential and non-essential. Well, I wanna take that thought and twist it just a little bit today and ask you this question. What is essential to your day? When you wake up in the morning, what is one thing that you find to be uh, of utmost importance for you and your life? Maybe your day is just not the same if you don't get that done. I know for some people that may be coffee. You know, you just have to get that first cup of coffee in. Nobody needs to talk to you before you get that. and, And it has to be down to a certain level before you can really interact with people. But that coffee is just an essential thing that you have to have to start your day. Or maybe for some people it's exercise. You know, they need to get out, get those endorphins going. They need to run a little bit. And so there's this, this push to exercise. Or hopefully we, we have the, the, the need for good hygiene or simple things like three meals a day or taking care of our kids. like These essentials that we look at in our day-to-day life. But I want you to take that and also think about what uh, George Mueller said. Mueller is a a man who ran orphanages, never asked for anything. He always prayed to God, uh, asking him to, to deliver everything that the orphanages needed and everything that he needed for his life. But this is what he says was essential to him. He said, I saw more clearly than ever that the first great and primary business to which I ought to attend every day was to have my soul happy in the Lord. Now, that's really good, but how did he go about doing that? He says this, The most important thing I had to do was to give myself to the reading of the Word of God and to meditation on it, and that, my, that thus my heart might be comforted, encouraged, warned, reproved, instructed, and that thus whilst meditating, my heart might be brought into experimental communion With the Lord. I began therefore to meditate on the New Testament from the beginning early in the morning. That was his essential moment of the day. Before he did anything else, before he spent time in prayer, before he let anything go on throughout that day, his essential priority was to spend time in the Word of God. In this passage of scripture that we're looking at today, Paul is explaining that the Word of God, which is the sword of the Spirit. And and the truth is, many of us, we're not using that sword at all. We're letting it sit on the shelf and collect dust when we need to be opening it daily. We need to be meditating on it, thinking through it, looking at what God has in store for us that day. We need to see our pages of our Bibles worn out from so much usage But instead, a lot of times our Bibles, the the pages are sticking together like it's brand new. You see, the the Bible has been given to every single one of us. It has been given as a gift to us. When we become a believer, the Holy Spirit interprets what He has written, what He has inspired the authors of the Bible to write. He helps us to interpret those things in our own lives. We don't need to look at the Bible and think of it like the, the old movie, The Sword and the Stone. If we're continuing to, to think about it as a sword, uh, there's that old cartoon from Disney and the, only the person who is just right, who is called to it, who has got this special calling on their life, is able to pull the sword out from the stone and, and able to use Excalibur to, to go out and conquer foes and rule and reign. And, but the Bible is not that way. The Greek word that Paul uses here is actually the, the, defining the, the sword as the everyday common sword of a Roman soldier. There's, there's not anything spectacular about it. it. It's the sword that was when, given when the troops enlisted into the Roman army. And this Bible that we have is given to every single believer, that we can study it, that we can meditate it, that we can, we can wield this sword at will we can pull it out and and know it inside and out, whether you're the pastor of a mega church or whether you're a brand new believer, this is God's Word and it is meant for you and for you to study it and to know it. Like I said, the Holy Spirit helps us to interpret it and He is the one who wrote it. He's the one who inspired the authors from all these different backgrounds, all these different places, even different languages. Holy Spirit illuminated God's will, God's word to them. And now He illuminates it to us. As you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13, it says this, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. So every time we sit down and read Scripture, it's like we're sitting down with a one-on-one interview with the, the best author to ever write anything in the world. You get to ask questions. You get to dive deep. You get to see the true meaning of it and understand what God has for us and how it impacts us on a daily basis. So let me challenge you as we're looking at the Word of God today. Don't leave your sword in the sheath. And when difficult times come, don't go trying to reach for someone else's sword to, to pull it out. But instead, be like 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, and seek to be a worker who is approved, who is rightly handling the word of truth, that is rightly handling God's word each day in preparation for anything that comes our way. That's a calling for every single one of us as a believer to know and understand and pursue God through His Word, through the sword of the Spirit. I know some of you, you may be a new believer. Some of you, may, you didn't grow up in the church. This is all brand new to you. You don't know where to start. I'll be honest, this is a big book. It's hundreds of pages long and, and it's easy to look at it and be like, I, I can't read that. I can't understand it. I don't know what it means or who they're talking about or pronounce the names or any of those difficult things. But let me just challenge you to, to, to take small bites and, and just dive in. Just go for it. Start in the Gospels, begin in the New Testament, understanding who Christ is, the life that He lived, the price that He paid for our sins, and the fact that He is risen and reigning again, that He is ruling over all things, and that He is calling us into salvation and calling us into a relationship with Him. And just start in the the beauty of the Gospels and just take it step by step, growing in your walk with Him. And if you have been a believer for a long time, maybe you've read it multiple times, I pray that you continue to hunger and thirst, that you will taste and see that the Lord is good and long to meet with him constantly. Make this an essential part of your day. Make this an essential part of who you are as a follower of Christ. There are some really good reasons to, to spend this time and to make it essential. I just want to look at a few of them today uh, just to dive into why we should do this. Many of you already know these things, but it's so important to be reminded of it and to be encouraged in it because life can get busy. Life can just crowd out something that we consider essential. And so I want to encourage you today to, to set aside time to focus on God's Word. I know it's hard right now. We're not corporately being together, and that's that is a big part of what it means to be a follower of Christ that we get together together like that. Take some extra time, spend more time in God's Word today. Do it as a family and really focus on what it means to walk with Him. But here are the reasons, here are some reasons on why it's essential to follow God's Word and to spend time in it daily. One. it, It is the way that God reveals himself to us. It is the way that God reveals himself to us. As we read from Genesis to Revelation, the whole story is not about us. It is about him and for us to get to understand who he is and even his love for us that he's demonstrated it in that way. And so we can get to know who he is, understanding that, uh, getting to know his character, his attributes, the things that he does, the things that he won't do, the things that the, the way that he just moves throughout the history of, of time. And we get to see that by studying and knowing his word. I, I'm always uh, entertained when I go to a middle school library. I get to go there often. We do FCS here at Hernando Middle School and Um, The librarians, one of the sponsors there, and she does an incredible job with that. But as you look around the library, so many times the students are going and they're checking out books about famous people or people that they look up to because they want to know more about them. You know, I remember when I was that age, a lot of times it was sports stars. I wanted to know their background. I wanted to know how they got to where they were, the things they overcame. And and you just wanted to, to know more about these people who could do something so well. Well, guys, as believers, our ultimate hero is Christ and God the Father. And uh, and we have this book that we've been given to where we can go and we can look and we can know more about Him in the way that He's revealed Himself to us. And so I hope that you see how important it is to study Him as our Creator, our Lord, our Savior, and to know Him intimately not just with this head knowledge of I know this, this, this and this about God, but know him with a heart knowledge that's impacting the way that we live our lives because we just love him so much. And we realize the beauty of what he has done on our behalf. Sometimes it turns into a tedious task. But I pray that every day, the more you dive into His Word, it's no longer a tedious task, but it is a joyous occasion that you are getting to meet with your Lord, with your Savior, with your Creator. That you are setting aside time to delight in His Word. Just like Psalm 1 says, So You can even be a tree planted by streams of water that's going to bear much fruit. And so we have this heart, this love, this joy that comes from just meeting with the Lord through His Word, which is the sword of the Spirit. It's worth more than an extra hour of sleep. It's worth more than... Than jumping right into the rat race because it is the first, the primary, the essential thing that we can do is to know God through His revealed Word of Scripture. So I pray that you are challenged by that. But that's not the only thing it does, God's Word also reveals our sinfulness. It does. I think about Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. And this is what it says. It says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul, of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And verse 13 says this, And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. You see, God's word is a sword, but it's a lot like a surgeon's knife too. It's not just cutting into the flesh. It is cutting and piercing into our heart and taking things out that we know are bad for us. It is a, creating a wound because we, we can be convicted of that sin and we can know that the things that we're doing are wrong. But then not only is it convicting us, it's bringing us healing as well. It's allowing us to be restored into the right fellowship with with God our Father through Christ our Lord. And we're able to to look into it and and read it and come under conviction. And yet our lives can be changed and that sin can be cast away because God's Word is living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword. You see, it shows us our sinfulness so that we can cast it aside and become more like Christ every day. And that's my prayer is that we will constantly let it come over authority in our lives. That we're not sitting in authority over God's word, picking and choosing the things that we want to believe, the things that, that we want to hold dear. But instead, God's word is speaking into our life and telling us things that we need to let go of and things that we need to hold dear, things that we need to cast to the side and things that we need to hold on tight to, things that he's calling us to. And so it reveals our sinfulness and allows us to cast it aside so that we can grow in our Christ likeness as well. But it does something else too. It also is the only weapon here that is mentioned as an offensive weapon. Everything else is defensive. As you look at it, you have the belt of truth. You have the breastplate of righteousness. You have shoes for your feet. You have the shield of faith. You have the helmet of salvation. None of those are truly attacking methods. None of those are attacking pieces of armor. But now you get to the sword of the Spirit, and it is the Word of God, and it is an offensive weapon. It is one that is going forward. You see, each of those other things, they defend us from certain attacks that Satan may bring towards us. You know, it may be doubts. It may be fears. It may be a uh, heart churning towards unrighteousness. It may be the lies that Satan tries to manipulate us with. But yet, as we look at the sword of the spirit, he can, through the, the word of God, we can cast off the evil one who is attacking us himself. It is a defensive tool against any attack that comes at us because we can know God's Word. We can trust God's Word. One, it allows us to to do evangelism to know God's Word and to to cast back the kingdom of darkness and create an expansion of the kingdom of light because people can come into the kingdom because we use God's Word in evangelism with things like the Romans Road who points out that we're all sinners in need of a Savior and that our only Savior, the only way to be saved is through Christ and confessing Him as our Lord. In biblical counseling class back in seminary, we actually had to memorize a bunch of Scripture. Scripture that would impact us for any situation that we would come across in counseling or even situations in our own hearts that we were struggling with or issues that we were trying to deal with. And I've always held to that because as you memorize those scriptures, you realize that they have application for whatever we're going through. If you're going through anxiety, then memorize Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7, which tells us to rejoice always and to be anxious about nothing. If you're having trouble controlling your tongue, maybe your tongue is just, you're tearing people down instead of building people up. Look at Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 29, maybe you're struggling with your eyes and with lust. Memorize Matthew 5, 27 through 30. Maybe it's pride, and you need to be reminded to humble yourself. Look at Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Maybe you can't control your anger and the way that you're lashing out at people, even people that you love. Memorize Matthew chapter 5, verse 21 and 22. Maybe it's just temptation in general. Maybe you just feel beat up and that you just can't get out from under sin. Memorize 1 Corinthians 10, 13. That tells you that there's no temptation that has seized you except for what is common to man, and God is faithful and he always makes a way out from it. Maybe you're struggling with forgiveness. Look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, that reminds us that we should forgive others because of how much we've been forgiven. You see, God's Word not only allows us to deal with sin in our life, it also allows us to fight off the sin and the temptations that are coming towards us. We can go on the offensive by studying and memorizing God's Word so that when those temptations come, we say, Oh no, I'm confident in who God is and what He has for me. I know His truth. I know His Word because I've hidden it in my heart that I may not sin against Him that I love him more than anything that is coming after me. And so we realize that God's word reveals who he is. We realize that God's word shows sin in our life. We realize that God's word allows us to go on the offensive and fight the evil one. But can I also tell you that God's word is the source For all we need for salvation, our walk for the Lord, and our life in general. It should be a guide to our feet and a light to our paths. It is the lamp that lights the way that everything that we do should be filtered through God's Word, that we realize that He loves us, that He cares for us, and that He wants what's best for us. And so we want to live according to His Word. We want to understand it, know Him more. And I'm going to tell you that if you study His Word, if you look into His Word, not just for the academic knowledge of it, but for the true love of Him and wanting to know Him and live for Him, as you study it in that way, then you're going to experience the Spirit in ways that you've never experienced the Holy Spirit before that He will guide you and move you and challenge you and put you in uncomfortable situations, but they're uncomfortable situations because you're living for the glory of Christ. Your yes is on the table. You're willing to follow wherever He leads because you are studying His Word. You know He is good. You know He is faithful. You know He loves you and wants what's best for you. So as we study His Word, realizing it's the source of everything we need, then we walk closely with God because we realize He's worthy of our praise and our lives. I hope that you are letting God's Word be like food for your soul that every day you are going to God's Word for nourishment, that every day you are seeking to know Him more, that, that you're not just getting fed on Sundays or Wednesdays, or that you're, you're not even right now, when we're not able to meet together, just going for God's Word, but that you are feasting on it daily, multiple times a day. Students, some of you may have more time right now than you've had before. That may be true for some of the adults as well. Take the time to take and eat. Of this, to taste and see that the Lord is good and to magnify Him through the study of His Word. Come to His Word ready to eat, chew on it. Don't just read it to, to check a box and, and try to, to mark it off as fast as you can, but, but take time to meditate on it, not emptying your mind, but thinking through it, memorizing it, studying it, and just enjoy it. Enjoy it like you have gone to the most fabulous steak restaurant that you've ever been to before. And you're getting to sit down and eat with your king, your savior, and your friend, your father, who loves you more than anyone can ever love you. That is what we get every time we go into God's Word. Every time we look to it, to know Him more, to cleanse us of our sins, to go on the offensive against sins that may come in the future, and realize that He is the source of everything that we need. And it's all right here. So here's my point for today. My point is, that you fall in love, that we all fall in love with God's Word and make it an essential part of your daily life. Make sure that each day when you wake up, that this book is the first thing in your hands. The first thing that is on your mind is not Twitter, it's not Facebook, it's not Instagram, it's not Snapchat, it's not TikTok, it's not uh fox news or cnn or msnbc or anything like that but it's god's word his truth his character and what he has for you each day my prayer is that we all love this more because of our time in it today i have some questions for you as i like to do each week so that you can discuss these things as a family My first question is, what are some things that are essential to your daily life? And as you think about that, what are some things that are essential to your spiritual walk as well? Number two, do you have a plan to spend time in God's Word? I truly believe that if we don't make a plan, if we don't have steps in place to to line out how we're going to accomplish what we want to accomplish, it gets crowded out really quickly. So my challenge is to make a plan each day to spend time in God's Word. Number three, as we talked about how it reveals God's character, what attribute of, attribute of God encourages you the most? Which one are you most encouraged by? Number four, when was the last time that you were convicted of sin because of your time in God's Word? Where He spoke through it to you and your life was changed because of your time there. And number five, is there a scripture that you should memorize to help you in spiritual battle? Maybe it's one of those that I listed. Maybe there's something else that you're struggling with. God's word is exhaustive in the sense that there, there is nothing that you're going through that's new. And there is always an answer for what you're going through. God has revealed himself to us in a mighty way. And my prayer is that you love it more because of our time together. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for this time in your word. Lord, how beautiful, how beautiful is it that that you have revealed yourself in this way, that you have demonstrated who you are, that you have uh, shown us how much you love us and your, your grace and your mercy and your justice and your holiness and your righteousness, all these characters of you, Lord, that we get to see because we study your word. Father, I pray for every person who hears this to become a student of your word. Lord, not to, to, to just know it from an academic standpoint, not to fill up our heads with knowledge, but Lord, to be just more in love with you, wanting to know you more And the way that we can is doing it through your word. So Lord, help us to be passionate about being people of the book, people of your book. Lord, that we will have the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, by our side at all times, but not just by our side, in our heads and in our hearts.